This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. The following podcast is equivalent to a TVMA rating, thanks to the author's strong and frequent use of adult language and graphic recollection of her sexual escapades. We strongly advise listening alone or with an extremely open-minded, politically incorrect companion such as a gay bestie. Welcome to a bonus episode of How Bitches Are Made. I am your host, Rachel Melvin. So there's going to be a bunch of bonus episodes coming up. Hooray, and I'll tell you why. Um, I've had a dick of a few weeks. (laughs) And... I've actually already recorded these episodes, but they were so depressing that (laughs) I wanted to redo them when I was feeling slightly more motivated and less defeated so that they could be a little more optimistic and less depressing to hear back. We've had a a, a hell of a time these last few weeks. Our, Our, you know, New Year started out great and unforeseen things have popped out at Kevin and I that, um, really ruin wedding planning (laughs) amongst other things. So we have our hands full, the plates are full, and I don't know if you guys know this, if you're an avid listener, you do, but for me to actually do the traditional scripted format of this podcast, it takes a very, very long time. I have to write the content, edit the content, find the sound effects, find actors to do the reenactments, edit it all, then do um, sound adjustments, yada, yada, yada. It takes a very long time. And rather than make you guys wait a whole nother year, at least for more content, I just figured I would do something a little bit different that gives you something to listen to that might be beneficial if you're going through something similar in real time, while also selfishly giving me an outlet to deal with what I'm going through. So let me adjust my mic. This is not going to be... As I said, the typical format, I spend a lot of time being very diplomatic and as I reflect about what's happened to me in the past so that I can make it poignant and tempered while telling a story that's both comedically funny and valuable. This is not that. (laughs) This is going to be very raw, very real. But I'm going to be vague as I talk about these things and you will have a firsthand insight and look into my raw feelings and reactions when they actually happen for the first time. So um, with that, every bonus episode that I do is just going to be what I'm calling the Habam Diaries. So there'll be just quick little pieces that I've written almost like in a diary and then I'll share them with you and we can kind of discuss them again without going too far into detail and then when I come back with the regular format in about a year for the official season three you can look back to these and then maybe know exactly the situation that I was in as I write about it you know in a more as I said (laughs) less emotional way so um the first piece I'm going to share with you this week is about authority I, I think it's pretty clear why I might be writing about that. Um, yeah, so here it is, and then we'll come back and talk about it. 
Once upon a time, my mom and dad brought me to the beach, where they were playing volleyball with their 30-something-year-old friends. I marched around the court, telling all the adults where to stand and how to play, passionately commanding they follow the rules and hold anyone accountable who didn't. I was 10. After ruining everyone's time and embarrassing my parents by speaking to my elders as if I myself had been one to them, I got the sense my quote-unquote bossiness would put people off and make for a rather lonely childhood. That was because I was told my bossiness would put people off and make for a rather lonely childhood. Needless to say, I immediately adjusted my behavior by backing down, shutting up, and following everyone else's lead. It was never presented to me that bossiness could be a good thing, suggesting perhaps I was a natural-born leader with certain skill set that, if embraced and nurtured properly, could contribute to one day being a boss, period. Maybe that's what's to blame for holding myself back and yielding to such horrible leaders for as many years as I have ever since. Authority. Cosmically, I'm strictly against it. It's a construct designed to make us compliant and do as we're told. Yet historically, I have never found the benefit. In fact, I've only found that being forthcoming, honest, and doing things above board has punished me. Only when I bend the truth do I enjoy life's benefits. And who can't object? You have people like the guy from Fire Festival, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Anna Delvey, the guy from Catch Me If You Can, and basically every president we've ever had. Sure, all of these people eventually get caught. After all, that's how we get familiar with them, save for the president, of course. But all of them have no doubt enjoyed some kind of benefit, despite the punishment. So why then would anyone be forthcoming? Lately, it's caused me to have a limited access to funds, disassociated me with my profession and social life, and it's prevented me from having access to my own home. If I acted as if my truth were different, I'd be able to work, go to concerts, live in my home, avoid jury duty, put everything on a credit card with a ridiculous balance, only to pay it off with grants given to me when others probably deserve them more. I could avoid taxes, penalties, and if I was a really disgusting human, I could profit from my lies using children and safety as a shield. There is no incentive to be a good, decent human anymore. They are the ones who get punished while criminals flourish and thrive. Sure, eventually they get caught, but their conspirators make them sacrificial lambs so those who do it more quietly can continue on with the crimes instead. Where is the justice? Where is the checks and balances? Where is the humanity? Where is the equality and incentive to contribute to a better community and world? The only thing I believe in anymore is karma. It's the only justice system that actually works. The only one that ever did. It might take longer to fulfill, and sometimes we might never get to physically witness the scales tipping, but I have learned they do. I watch it from afar, and I sense it in people's eyes. And I know that sometimes, when it feels like an injustice is being served in our direction, and we know that we are pure at heart, we have to trust that its first impression is misleading. We have to trust that the outcome won't match the inciting incident. We have to trust that it's a vehicle taking us to a destination well worth the winding road we're headed down. It's the only thing we have. Trust. What a loaded word. So kind of like a musician writes a song. You can listen to it and think that you know what they're talking about. And even if you don't, it makes sense in a way that transfers over into your life that holds meaning. 
That's why I always say there's like a Taylor Swift song for everything I go through. (laughs) And like Kevin and I totally believe our lives are congruent. And I should have looked to what happened in her life to kind of forebode what would happen in mine because it's very similar. But anyhow, the point is, no matter how you heard that piece I just read, um, you don't really know what I'm talking about. It sounds like it could be a lot of things, which to be honest, it is. And that's why I wanted to start off with this piece in particular, because authority is is such a, it's such a prominent concept, especially right now, when so much of the world is is fighting their quote unquote authorities. I'm fighting authority in many aspects of life right now. And it kind of all came to a head and I'm just done. Like I'm, I'm done. I've never been good with authority. I, I really fucking hate people telling me what to do. And I'll just say it's because half the time they don't know as much as I do. And I don't know why I would listen to someone who doesn't know as much as I do. Why do I think I know as much as I do? I am a person that arms myself religiously with information. And I do that because so many times I have put my trust into people I revere as authority. I assume they know more than me so I can trust the information they're giving me. And so many times that is blown up in my face, present day especially included. So it boils down to this trust thing, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I arm myself with information because I don't trust anyone. I don't trust that anybody knows anything anymore. I don't trust them to give me the proper information. I have to know facts. I have to know truth in order to, at this point, even just fucking survive. So I've been this way ever since I was a kid, really, I think. I've just been so skeptical of authority. And today, I'm I'm, that theme is being served before me tenfold and I'm being confronted with it once again as an adult, which is so fascinating. The only thing I trust is karma, which I, which I said in the piece. It's the only thing that I actually believe in because even when terrible things happen to me now, there is a calmness that I feel that replaces the anxiety I felt from somebody who I thought knew more than me telling me something that turned out not to be true. And it's like, oh wow, I wasted all that energy freaking out about something that was totally inaccurate. And I now karmically have just seen it so many times happen where everything balances out to where I'm like, I'm just going to conserve that, that energy. So when the, when the big event, as I'll call it, happened this time that is inciting this whole episode, I had this calmness wash over me because I'm like, I'm going to take this in stride one day at a time. I'm not going to overreact because even if it is an uphill climb, I know that it will be worth it in the end because every time karma has delivered. And the, the most relatable example I can give is dating. I dated so many fucking losers. And I I thought that they were fucking losers at the time because they hurt me and they gaslit me and they did all these things that I like I hated them for. I had so much bitterness toward them. 
but they all led me to Kevin. Now to quote Taylor Swift, hell was a journey, but it brought me to heaven. So it's like, in the end, I was like, oh, karma was actually looking out for me because all these people that I dated gave me something that led me to Kevin. And if anything with any one of them had been different, Kevin would have slipped through my fingers. So that's like the best kind of parallel example I can give. But I, I've just come to trust karma so much because it's the only thing that I can trust at this point. And this piece that I just read to you guys is, is really actually from the, one of the very first renditions of how bitches are made. It's from the blog, like way back before I even had this podcast. And I took that introduction off of another story and then I, I applied it to this one today because it really just illustrates that I've always been this way. Since I was little, I've had a, a, a massive problem with people being able to tell me what to do just because they're older than me. Because age doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you know more than me. It simply means you've lived more days on this earth. Which, yes, of course, that allots for more opportunity to learn more than me. But but I maintain to this day that adults can learn as much from children as children can learn from adults. You're in the same world, but you're having a different experience because of time, because of circumstance, because of the things that you're going through at the time. The world is going through them. It shapes you. The family you come from. Nobody knows everything, myself included. It's just become a theme in my life where I constantly feel like I'm combating with authority. And the recent event that's happened has made me realize that I get so upset and angry because people try to tell me what to do and I disagree with it. And then they tell me I can't talk about why I disagree with it or they completely devalidate me. You listen to this podcast, you know, validating somebody, regardless of whether or not you think they're right or wrong, is like a huge thing because everyone has their own individual truths, right? There's truths that are individual and there's also facts. And then you have to kind of merge those two together to get through life. Well, in our current situation right now, I've been getting so angry because of an authority figure trying to tell me what to do when my information and news source digging has been in in two different aspects of my life has been providing me with legal facts that just make what the authority is telling me incorrect. So not only are they trying to get me to do something based on what isn't fact, They're actually obstructing justice because I am legally entitled to these things and because they don't know the law as well as I've come to know it about these two things and because they're in a position where they're protected because they're authority, I have to comply and relent And that's just not in my fucking nature. (laughs) When there's an injustice, I have to do something about it. So it it really boils down to this feeling that I'm having to stew in of like self-betrayal. And I'm really, I've been really having a hard time navigating my way through that. I'm sharing this story with you guys this week, or excerpt, if you want to call it that. Because I feel like it is so relatable. Everybody is going through this just because, again, of what is going on in the world. 
it's never been more important to know what you stand for so you don't fall for anything. And it's never been more important to get information, arm yourself with knowledge. And it's never been more important to speak up. So many people are afraid of speaking up because they're afraid of what will happen to them. And interestingly enough, one of the situations that we're in is something that we got into because we tried to do the right thing. And it really went against my intuition that we should just basically fuck the man, so to speak, and do what we wanted. And if we had done that, we would have been fine, which speaks to the piece I share. There's just no incentive for doing good anymore. And that shouldn't be how it is. I just want everybody to get in touch with themselves and really think about what they stand for, what difference they can make to make not just their lives better and more authentic, but everyone else's. Because staying quiet and being complacent and being compliant just perpetuates the wrongdoing and injustices that are occurring. And it's not right and it's not fair. And I'm not going to get fucking specific about it, but if you're an intelligent human, you know what I'm talking about. I really just want everyone listening to know that it is imperative that we come together and speak up and fight injustices because authority is not the end all be all. They don't know everything. And the less people that you have in your circle, the less stories, experiences you're exposed to. So how could you know more? You just don't have that amount of information. That's why the collective is so fucking important. That's why isolation is so bad and that's why isolation benefits the people that are creating it or are trying to still implement it. That's all I'm going to say for this week. I'm sorry if you don't like what I have to say, but I'm tired of fucking not saying it. So um, yeah, I will continue to make these bonus episodes just whenever I feel I need to do it. Like I said, I, I need an outlet. I'm just so angry and bothered by what's going on. And I'm, I'm angry and bothered that I can't be more open and, and talk more blatantly about it. But for those of you that know my profession, you know why I can't. So um, look forward to season three when I probably will give even less fucks than I do now. And I will just spill the tea if people are still saying that even more. So um, I will, as always, let you guys know when there's a new episode up on social media. I'm not sure at this point how consistent it will be considering all that we have going on, but I will try to do it weekly. Please forgive the lo-fi quality. It's not going to be as good as normal, but I'd rather you have content than nothing at all. So consistency is key. Stay bitchy, my friends, especially now, and I'll see you next time. How Bitches Are Made is written and produced by Rachel Melvin. Rachel Melvin.